listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Here's a message from today's episode's sponsor. Long-term care pharmacies are always on the hunt for ways to scale their business and ensure they're a solutions partner for their nursing home and skilled facility customers. Now, with the aging baby boomer generation projected to increase the number of Americans ages 65 and older from 46 million to more than 95 million by 2060, the demand for long-term care has never been greater and neither have the growth opportunities for LTC pharmacies. Framework LTC is a long-term care pharmacy software designed to improve scale Scalability. This platform is incredibly effective for scaling your LTC pharmacy business. It starts with your workflow management, designed around your operations. Framework LTC was designed with long-term care intricacies in mind, which provide a number of different features unavailable with a retail pharmacy software. Framework LTC helps to accomplish these seven critical categories. Streamlined workflows, automated manual tasks, custom services to meet unique needs of different facilities, gain better visibility into your operations, make data-driven decisions, curb your billing complexities, and manage new services. Learn more at frameworkltc.com. That's frameworkltc.com. get in here all right running a little late today running a little late do you ever have those days that you're like um it's the end of the week it's friday pharmacy friday happy pharmacy friday to all of you out there i'm exhausted and i wanted to save a little bit of energy because this weekend is my 10th uh 10th year wedding anniversary hey i made it this far we made it this far Shout out to Nikki, the one and only Nicole Mayers, Yuri. I love you. So it's this week in pharmacy. I'm pumped up. As tired as I am, I am still pumped up. I'm pumped up about what's happening in our industry, what's happening to this profession, how it's changing because there's so many people out there that are just pissed off and are tired of the profession being stuck. And it's a bunch of pharmacists and a bunch of People that have come together, hashtag together RX to change things. And it's so much fun to be a part of it. It's so much fun to support pharmacists that are literally changing the game. And Pharmacy Podcast Network gets to be part of it. And we run into so many incredible people. Um, and and I'm I'm gonna talk about that today. First of all, we're we're announcing, which you probably already heard. Pharmacy Podcast Network is media partner for the American Pharmacists Association event happening in um, in Phoenix, Arizona, 24th through 27th. Uh, we are so excited about their, their charge and um, in the face of adversity, we rise together. I always say together, Rx. And we're going to be talking with some amazing uh, people in the profession, including my father's pharmacist, uh, Teresa Toll. Um, out of Sebastian, Florida. She's the acting president of the APHA. And we're going to be talking with Teresa about her journey as president with the APHA. I'm excited about that. We're also going to be talking with um, uh, part of our press corps uh, this year is Dr. Candice Alusula, PharmD. She is the host of Pizza is Not Working podcast, which is an amazing advocacy built from within the heart of our industry and through pharmacists who experienced the burnout and the pressure of what the uh, chain pharmacies have have built and done, um, not really paying attention to the intensity of the need of a pharmacist within community and how um, that commoditization is now spilling over into being human and to being uh, more uh, connected to our patients. And these big box pharmacies, these big chains, they're just, they need to slow down and we need to uh, check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Remember that? Uh, you probably don't because if you're listening, there's so many of you that are 
so much younger than in my generation. Generation Xers, okay? Go today for the Xers, us old people out there that we're doing this. But we're excited to be part of APHA 2023. If you're not going, sign up to go. If you are going, make sure that you reach out to us. We're going to be inside the uh, APHA's booth. Brady, are you out there? Come on. You know you got to get into this conversation. Brady runs our podcast. Brady is going to be um, definitely included in uh, the programming, and he likes to um, shy away and not be part of it. But there he is, Brady, the one and only. I like to sit in the background, Todd. You know that. Why do you have to call me out? Just trying to get you uh, people to know that you're involved. You're the better-looking Yuri, okay? (laughs) You're the younger Yuri, you know what I mean? So I'm just telling the truth over here. All right, all right. I'm getting out of here. All right. So we're, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors today. I'd like to start out with Omnipod. It, it's, it's special because um, they have decided to support our involvement with, uh, with supporting APHA. So we get to use some of their subject matter expertise around insulin technology, insulin pump technology. Uh, their podcast called Omnipod Simply Life is absolutely awesome. It's a great source of easy listening and uh, updates to the world of insulin pump technology and and what they're doing. So extremely excited about working with them at the APHA. Come see us um, in the booth at the APHA 2023 Phoenix, Arizona. I also want to give a shout out to our, um, our other sponsor, and I have this actually right here in the studio. So I'm going to turn on uh, this camera. This is Soapbox, and they sent us a whole packet of stuff. And this one is the oak, uh, the oat milk almond oil tea extract, uh, the chai. Um, it's a hydrating body scrub. As soon as we're done with this promotion, I'm telling you people, um, I'm taking it home because my wife loves that kind of stuff. If I can kind of wrestle it away from Rachel and uh, Tyler on the team because they're here and they love free stuff. But we appreciate it, Soapbox. Uh, we appreciate your support of the Pharmacy Podcast and uh, This Week in Pharmacy. Um, check this out. Um, they have this hope code on the back where they uh, give half of the um, or, or a portion of the proceeds, not half. Listen, they're going to scream at me. They're going to be like, not half. But they give uh, proceeds to um, an association uh, in giving um, products to um, other countries and people that are in need of of products. I just like the whole vibe of this organization, and i i like the I like the creams. I've been using the the cream up on the shelf over there. Um, and go to soapboxsoaps.com. Uh, That's soapboxsoaps.com, and tell me what you guys think. All right. We are going to get into our show today. I'm excited about today's show because I've known our uh, main guest um, for quite some time. So um, it's going to be fun to jump into a conversation with the the beginnings of RPH Ally and what that is, this uh, enormous, growing, uh, uh, innovating uh, network of pharmacists online. But before that, we have some news. All right, all right, all right. I want to bring up one thing. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Stuart Beatty. He is the new dean of Ohio Northern University. I have known Stuart for quite some time, back in my long-term care pharmacy days, and he was a blogger, and I've always been a fan of um, Stuart's vibe, and I think he is going to present some brand-new leadership and a surge of uh, innovation and uh, just helping to lead Ohio Northern, which has been a, a, a great pharmacy school for years and years in the great state of Ohio. Um, and I'm excited about um, where he's going to take this. So be on the lookout for, um, for Stuart. Uh, let's listen to the news clip. Ohio Northern University President Melissa Bauman, Ph.D., announced that Stuart Beatty, PharmD, has been named the next dean of Ohio Northern University Robb College of Pharmacy. 
Beatty, a 2003 Ohio Northern University College of Pharmacy alumnus who graduated with distinction, will succeed Dr. Steve Martin, PharmD, who has served as dean for almost nine years and is retiring on June 30, 2023. Shout out to Stuart. Way to go. Hey, I want to talk to you about this main pharmacy's reporting shortages of diabetes drugs amid this weight loss para, um, popularity. And, you know, I watch a lot of social media and it's all surrounding um, our um, pharmacists. And I'm a, you know, I'm a sucker for Dr. Dwyer and really building exercise programs that's specific to the patient. And so many of the pharmacists that I follow, and that's where I found this story was on Instagram. It's amazing that we can get our um, our news from social media, but that's where I get a lot of my reference news is from our pharmacists. And they were talking about um, this specific shortage based on the surge in, in using uh, the medication that wasn't necessarily built for uh, weight loss, but it's working. Let's listen to the end of the clip. Maine pharmacies reporting shortage of diabetes drug amid weight loss popularity. There is a nationwide shortage of the type 2 diabetes medication Ozempic. It's been in the headlines for claims it can help people lose weight. The claim has the medication's popularity surging, making it harder to find. Advertising Ozempic is the brand name for the generic medicine semaglutide. The once-weekly injection can help people with type 2 diabetes lower their blood sugar and make their bodies more insulin-sensitive. I don't know. I mean, are we able to discourage the usage of medication that's needed? Is there a prioritizing that we could do from the PBM's perspective when you say they know regionally what the... Um, availability of the medication is by NDC code and by the lot that's come from the wholesaler. They could definitely track how much of this is across the nation and balance it, making priority to go out to uh, diabetics first. But I don't know, maybe reclassify, redesign the drug and sell it as a, as a different name with a, a slight variation that's more attuned to weight loss. But I am not the pharmacist, so I am going to shut up and get to the next article, which I found really promising because of the future of being a pharmacist. Um, I'm not going to give it away. Let's listen to the next clip. Pharmacy Times interviewed Jeff Honeycutt, CEO at Highlands Oncology Group, on the ACCC annual meeting Cancer Center Business Summit facilitated workshop he will be participating entitled Bionable Technology Solutions. The workshop looks to address predictive modeling and data analytics that help reduce costs and improve revenue cycle management, technology platforms, and AI-enabled algorithms that can support scheduling and resource utilization, and data collection and reporting that can help increase participation in alternative payment models, meet payer-mandated requirements, and improve issues pertaining to social determinants of health. I cannot think of a bigger opportunity, more diverse opportunities as a pharmacist than this time right now as a, as a P2 or P3 and you're out there and you're hearing the naysayers scream and shout about, um, you know, the downfall of our community, a big chain pharmacists and the roles and you got to get out of pharmacy. And I'm like, this is the best. If, it, if you're going to be a PharmD, if you're going to be a pharmacist, this time in our history in healthcare is the time to be a pharmacist. It literally is because you have so much opportunity that needs definition based on being a PharmD, including this um, technology and use of AI and the use of analytic knowledge of disease states and being able to tie this back into um, what's going to become an extension of hub services through specialty pharmacies and, of course, um, more precision-driven pharmacies. So I'm excited about the future. I tell you what, um, I I know that a pharmacist's career, when you come out of school and your your brain's on fire and you just took your NAPLEX and you passed and you're moving on in your career, um, that you are thinking of getting that next position, a residency, um, you know, primary care uh, a consultancy or specialty or wherever you end up in your first 
pharmacist's position and job. In my opinion, and just talking to so many pharmacists over the years, being in touch with the, the patients first out of the gate, in my opinion, is the best use of your PharmD. Uh, spending anywhere from two to five years with patients. And then at that point, making those decisions, almost putting yourself on your own career residency track that you've designed on purpose to be able to understand what patients are going through, to, to not forget what it's like to be a patient and receive care um, specific to pharmacists. And so you're thinking of our, your next journey in your career. What I think pharmacists miss out on is how important your network is, how important it is to network with other pharmacist professionals that you've handpicked, whether that be um, the state associations that you're working with or alumni, um, people that have went to the same pharmacy school as you. But we're in a day and age where everything's driven by, obviously, the internet. The interwebs, back in my day, we didn't have interwebs. I can't believe that. You know, the phone line, this freaking phone cord attached to a phone on the wall, and it was cool to have an extension so I could get away from my mother listening to all of my conversations and get into the next room. That was the technology. Look at us today. I'm streaming live uh, on all of the platforms, YouTube, LinkedIn. You're seeing us on, uh, on Twitter. Shout out to hashtag TwitterRx. Um, it's amazing. So the advent of a network that was created by a pharmacist who wanted to drown out all of the busyness and noise of my dreaded, I always pick on Reddit because they're a multi-million dollar um, if if billion um, platform, so I can pick on them, but I just don't like it. It's it's negative. It's it's not really. It doesn't sexual. It doesn't put us into sections where we're sexualizing the taking. What is your long term care pharmacist and your your technology driven pharmacist and to be able to create a, a, an online atmosphere that we can gather together, trust each other, build friendships, and build businesses within these networks together. That excites me. So when I ran into RPH Ally, if you haven't heard of them already, I got to bring on our special guest uh, and and saying hello to Sean. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me. Um, before we dive in, I got, gosh, that news. So the Azempic on the news, right? Um, my mom was visiting me last, uh, it was last fall after harvest. They, my mom and dad came down She's diabetic. She's on Ozempic. She forgot it. And I had already been probably three months out, four months out from my last actual clinic or like actual pharmacist role. And so I didn't know there was an you know, Ozempic shortage. Right. So I called a couple pharmacies and they asked, like, as soon as I said Ozempic, they're like, no, we don't have any. You know, and then, <laughs> you know, so not like I was like, well, so then I actually had to call my call my partner, Kevin, Kevin Walker. Right? I was like, hey, what's going on with his Ozempic? And then he told me about that. So. Yeah, that is that is a problem. And the second piece on the news, I'm so excited for Stuart being the dean there, right? So if, if you think about deans, I mean, sometimes I don't want to put them all in the same box, but they're typically maybe older, less innovative. But Stuart, I think, is going to be so great for that pharmacy school and then future pharmacy deans coming into pharmacy school saying, look what we're doing now with the pharmacy profession, right? You know, like... I graduated back in 08 and I just think we were, we thought we were innovative back then, but then you hit the real world and it just kind of like, nope, I, you know, you were, you were stuck in the box. So that's, that's really exciting there. So third thing is listen to the background. I had a day like yours yesterday where I, I was messaging, getting, getting together the member spotlight for RPH ally. And it was like four 30 in the morning. And, and I responded to our, our pharmacists this week were highlighting and, um, and she said, cool, I'll have the bio and headshot um, by end of day tomorrow, right? Well, then 7.30 comes around last night. I thought it was like two days ago, and I hit her up again. I'm like, hey, do you have that, you know, that, the bio and, and, and pick? And she's like, I told you by the end of day tomorrow. And I had to look back at my messages, and I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, that was today. <laughs> so anyways, um, sorry, I had to get all that out there because I, I was just laughing over in the, in the background here while I'm listening to your conversation or your, your intro here, Todd, so... And now I totally forgot what we were talking about. So there you go. <laughs> oh, the network. It's, you know, you you created this and you had the idea to create it. And that that's kind of where it started. But when you launched it, 
you were like, now I have no idea really how to, how to grow it per se, you know, and it was it plus on top of it was like, I know what a side hustle and a side business feels like. I remember I cursed the pharmacy podcast as a publication when I was on the road from Monday morning until Thursday night. And when I get home, I have three podcasts to build and I can't put out crap. So I tried my hardest to make it sound good, make it make sense, you know, connect the guests, find the guests, follow up on the guest. I mean, so I know where you're at right now. Like I know the feeling to grow something that has so much meaning to the lifestyle that we all live, which is online, everything online, everything with our phone and be able to have a network accessible to the profession. It's all about our profession. It's, it's not only novel, but it's necessary. So I'm glad you built it. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Um, it goes back to like one of the points that you said a few minutes ago about growing your network and being close to your network, nurturing your network, right? Because my problem with the growth out of the gates was I didn't have a network, right? I had spent, you know, roughly 10 years in pharmacy. Um, and when I, you know, and then moved, you know, from Tucson to LA to Kauai, then back to San Diego. And I, you know, like I lost my connections, like my actual friends that were pharmacists, right? We didn't hang out a whole lot, that sort of thing. So that was, that, that was my first problem out of the gate was I had not nurtured my network. I had not grown my network. And then when I started this, I didn't have a network to pitch it to, right? So that, that kind of slew, that, that really slowed me down for a while as far as that growth out of the gate, let's say. Yeah, I tell you what, um, I remember seeing it and I, I don't know what number I was in signing up, but I had to be rather quick, you know, to, to find it because I love this stuff. And I think I talked to you maybe... Maybe it was a year after the original launch or no, it was, it was earlier than that. I remember it was, it was fall of 2020 because the, the web base was launched in May and then we launched, then the app was built on July 23rd of 2020 um, during COVID. And um, so, yeah, that, and then I, then it was September when September, October, when, when we first talked, it, it was pretty new yet. And I'm, I'm going to guess you were probably within the first, I'll tell you later. I don't have the numbers on me now, but probably within the first two, three hundred members in inside. Yeah, I, I really, I really thought it, it made sense, and I wanted to support you because um, I've had, um, I had ideas when we were creating an extension of the Pharmacy Podcast Network to move to um, a chat room that was trusted because of there was a one of the largest chat rooms that ever existed in in pharmacy in specific community pharmacy was pharmacy development services at uh, pds uh, by dan benemos <clears throat> and their online traffic and their online connectivity between pharmacy owners and pharmacy people was so strong and it really meant something to the owners to go there and to they were getting their news from other pharmacy owners or people on this network. So I've seen RPH Ally start to really evolve to the next level of what that's becoming. And I like the fact that you're finding pharmacy um, and pharmacist experts to really drill down into topics that you and I know very well are getting a, a lot of attention from public health. Um, they're getting a lot of attention from uh, Wall Street and investment. And there's no reason that pharmacists shouldn't get out ahead of different things that are happening in healthcare that could leverage the fundamentals of what it is to be a PharmD and a pharmacist, but then put on top of that remote patient monitoring or pharmacogenomics or senior care services or, you know, course work, course creation, um, artificial intelligence. So tell our Tell our listeners, um, some of them are watching us live. Some of them are probably listening to on, on to us on the podcast. But tell them um, about yourself and and about RPH Ally. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, Todd. So uh, while I was going to go back to, uh, before we get there, I think you hit it on the head when you talked about you were going to create something. And that's one thing I've learned a lot. Uh, one big lesson in the last year, maybe year and a half is, partnerships are where it is at, right? You don't have to build everything. You don't have to create everything. You don't have to own everything, but you need to partner 
with people and companies going in the same direction as you, right? Stay in your lane. You may have crossover, but it's like really, you know, like, like honestly, like we do our, our live events and we've been doing them now when Kevin started them a few months back where, I mean, it feels like we're encroaching on Todd's space here in the podcasting, but we're not. Cause now it's like, no, we're partnering and we're coming yeah. together to, to, to create a, just a better environment, a more cohesive environment. So anyways, thank you for that, Todd. Uh, about myself, I, um, you know, graduate 08 from uh, North Dakota State University up in North Dakota, in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, four of us guys moved down to Tucson with a big box, took, took those sign-on bonuses. You know, I had I had built up my re- uh, rotations here. I think, I forget what they call it these days, but back then we called it rotations. Um, all clinical stuff, I wanted to do residency, but halfway through, I was like, that's not me. Just, I want to get out and start living. Um so that was that was kind of my path into into retail. You know, I met my wife in in Tucson, moved to LA, moved to Kauai, all in retail. Moved back to uh, back to or to San Diego because I did not want to live in LA again. Um, I did not want to raise a family there, and our, our son was born in uh, in Kauai. So then we got to you know San Diego. I um, it was about three years into it there. You know, for all the same reasons, pizza is not working is alive today, I needed to get out of retail, right? And um, I had a tough time finding a job. Like, again, it goes back to, I didn't really have a network other than like maybe some buddies from pharmacy school that really couldn't help me. And uh, I could not find another job outside of community, right? It was, uh, I, my wife, we did my resume. I could not sell myself and get a second interview after that, right? I, I got plenty of first interviews, but not many second interviews, right? So then... I took a role uh, for PBM-owned um, mail-order pharmacy. Um, and there, I mean, really high-volume store, dispensing 50 to 80,000 prescriptions a day. I say that now um, and kind of ask the profession for forgiveness, right? Um, there's a lot of independents that, that had my name on it that were transferred from that independent to this mail-order pharmacy. So all the independents, I'm sorry about that uh, from the bottom of my heart. But... Um, that's where we want to help with our PHL. I bring it, bring it back full circle and, and, uh, help everybody kind of bring the pharmacy network together, bring the profession together and, and really start collaborating and, and pushing forward to, you know, the next generation of pharmacists out there. Yep. Yeah. I've learned and you've watched it happen where being a one man band is exhausting. And then you're never going to scale something to what it could really become if you don't find other people <clears throat> to really not only help from a administration and operations perspective, but these subject matter experts. I mean, this is why I have 42 members of our network that focus on very specific content that we can drive through. And our PHLI has taken a similar um, road and some of the crossover between the PPN and our PHLI is very purposeful. And, you know, we became a the very first kind of part podcasting source through our PHLI first, but then encouraged other pharmacists inside and outside of the network to come to our PHLI to use the platform as a as an interconnection of content that's really good content. Cause I think the majority of our pharmacist and pharmacy podcasters um are very high quality. So I and I appreciate that. And I'm very snobby about it. So um it's just the way it is, but your network has people that are on our network and are able to build subject matter expertise through both an online community, which is um, important. And of course, backing that up with a podcast to supplement that core source of information. And by the way, what we're doing, Sean, is not, um, certainly isn't our invention. Um, the art of communications, and I'm members of an enormous conglomerate of communication specialists. Um, I don't, I don't think I don't know if you remember, but Finn Partners is kind of like our big brother organization. They're one of the largest PR agencies and communications agencies in the on on in the planet. They have 17 offices throughout the world. They're ranked as one of the top PR companies in in the country and in in the world actually. So when they when they give us examples of PR campaigns, 
the combination of what you're doing to find subject matter experts, key opinionated leaders, um, key opinion leaders, sometimes they're opinionated too, um, but to bring knowledge and, and sources of reference to a network that builds trust so that we're checking each other. And I love, I love that aspect of checking each other because imagine you're a, you have to fight for a living and in some ways we do. But if you're a fighter and you're not keeping your body conditioned and you're not eating right and you're not keeping your stamina up, when you get in the ring and you actually have to fight for your patient and the adversary stand there in front of you and you get the crap beat out of you and you fall down and you lose the fight, it's because you've never surrounded yourself with other people that could train you to be a better fighter in your lane or a better fighter in your specialty. And I, and I think that's exactly what RPH Ally does. I think it brings us together as a profession, empowers us, and then shoots us off into our, into our community so that we can serve the community and change healthcare, like literally change healthcare. I love it, Todd. I mean, one of my favorite sayings uh, from the scriptures, iron sharpens iron, you know, and that's just, I mean, honestly, I've become so much better over the last couple of years, just from knowing and working with all the, like our thought leaders we have and everybody that you've been with on the podcast too. It's amazing, you know, and prior to RPH Ally, I mean, I was one of those pharmacists with my head down, just minding my own business, not really paying attention to what's going on around us. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, that's when you have to be actually worried. I love how Jimmy Wilkie puts it like that's actually more risky than trying to build something on the side, right? Where you're in control of your own destiny, right? Cause at any point someone taps you on the shoulder and said, hands you that pink slip. And it's like, all right, now go, uh, go find another job. Right. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to one of our, um, podcasting hosts and one of the leaders over at RPH ally, um, Dr. Marina Buskov, um, is just an amazing innovator of holistic health and integrative health. And it's just, it's just one example of so many people I could prick. I mean, Dr. Archambault, give me a break. She's the sex farm D she's our leading, uh, sexual health, you know, advocate. She's plugged into this network and she's ready to network with other pharmacists that really want to do a myriad of things. And some of my imagination can run how this network builds out. And today's episode is all about if you're a pharmacist and you haven't paid attention to your network, whether that be locally, state, or nationally, or sometimes even internationally. Um, Dr. Uh, Nab- Nab- Nabilia uh, Ishma, um, she's traveling the world. I mean, she was a participant on the Pharmacy Podcast Network years ago, but she told me like the first time I met her, she goes, I want to travel the world as a pharmacist and be able to experience traveling, but then possibly help out in situations and conditions. And now she's doing that. So this network, I feel like is an accelerator, a centrifuge, if you want to use that and try to keep it back to the pharmacy, where you're mixing together a bunch of strong substances the compounded is going to make this bigger opportunity for us to grow the profession and get out, get out of the structure that we're in right now. We're we're hostage right now, Sean. We're yeah. hostage to a profession that is driven literally by the PBMs, and it shouldn't be that way. No, hundred percent. Thank you for bringing up Marina because I was going to say a note about her. She is launching, so she is launching a special in issue of the integrative approaches to pain and palliative care. So I wanted to give her a shout out because she is, um, you'll be seeing this on email campaigns and, and posts from RPH Ally, but she is is looking at, you know, collecting all these samples for really pain therapy outside the scope of medicine, right? Or outside of, of pain medication. So that's awesome there. Um, you brought up Nadia. Um, she is amazing. She, um, we're in the baby stages or the building stages, I should say, of, of launching an independent support um, really channel for independent pharmacies there on that one. So thank you for bringing up those two because they were on my list to uh, give a mic drop. I have a couple more announcements coming up too whenever we want to get to those as well as the show goes, Todd. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I just also want to say if you're listening and you're not already subscribed and or a member of RPHLI, 
they're not asking you for anything. It's not like you have to pay to join or anything like this. You join the network, poke around, see who's there. And by the way, if, if there isn't a subset of specialty, meaning there isn't leadership in something, if you are a pharmacist and you're also a lawyer, or if you're a pharmacist and you like coding, um, if you're a pharma, I mean, really combined anything, you're a pharmacist and you like corgis. Um, I'm sure we can find, I love corgis by the way. So corgi dogs. So you know, if you're something and you, you see something missing in RPHLI, please reach out to the, the core team, reach out to Sean and, and talk about, Hey, why don't we have a division on this? And that's exactly how our podcasts have grown, Sean. I've had ideas that I've not been able to move ahead with because I haven't been able to support really the infrastructure of the idea because at the podcast, we're not just launching podcasts. I'm making sure that we can back up a lot of what we do with evidence-based, you know, backing and structure and understanding. And so, but what, what do you think of what's happening in our, in our world? What else do we need specialty on? Do you think we need to start attracting like an Antonio Chacha to get involved more to really drill down on PBMs or what do you think's mess- missing in, in the RPH ally network? Uh, well, Antonio is, is a, is a kind of a fan collaborator partner. Um, I mean, you, you may see him more involved in the near future, right? We've had some discussions with him. Um, functional medicine is great. Uh, Dr. Lauren Castle, she's the uh, founder of um, functional medicine pharmacist Alliance. Um, she will be launching a, uh, functional medicine channel very very soon within a week or two um dr blair curlis he's uh launching in the near future within hopefully a month or so a cbd channel to really help drive that um and what else and also we have i think you're also co-promoting that as far as uh jenna quinn and, and jamie with the uh yeah. I don't want to get the name wrong because it's a, it's a, it's a mouthful. The Clinical Pharmacist Consultant Guide to Launching, you know, that's coming up here is launching at the end of this month on the 27th, and that and that right there too is going to be very important for for uh, just getting your consulting business going, right? And that goes back to like when I first started RPH Ally. Like, there's so many lessons that I did not know about business, right? And if I would have had a better roadmap. <clears throat> Well, quite honestly, if I would have had a roadmap, I probably would have created it, right? Because it was so hard. But, but, if, but, but, like, if you want to launch a consulting practice, it's like here's here's your roadmap, right? So it's kind of like that's where you can start, just to learn the basics of what you need to do to get going, right? So that's that's exciting. Um, thinking about anything else, I mean, I'm kind of lost on that, Todd, because we have a lot of stuff coming. So <clears throat> we do we are in negotiation or kind of working on a peer support channel for law, right? It's, it's not really, we're, we're working on the details on that, but I had a fascinating individual reach out who's put a lot of work into um, just looking at board of pharmacy complaints in California, which is fascinating because, you know, it's one of those things where learn from someone else's mistake, right? And pharmacy law is not really taught in pharmacy school that much. I mean, you, you might have a semester of it, but when you get out to the real world, um, and when you're involved in practice, like things come at you really fast and you need to know how to be able to handle those situations and ethically as well at the same time. So we are, we are in the works of, of kind of like the pharmacy law piece, because that's one thing pharmacists do not pay attention to enough, especially if you're a pharmacist in charge, like in a retail setting, you know, cause more, more often than not, well, almost 100% of the time, the corporation is going, well, 100% of the time, the corporation is going to look after the corporation. If it aligns that you're, you know, if it aligns that you as well should be taken care of by the corporation in their interest, then they'll take care of you. If it doesn't align with that, then they're going to leave you out to dry, right? So think about that. So I'm sorry, that was a long-winded answer. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, Todd. And you have a lot more stuff going on in your head as well, if you have any other ideas that we need for within our PHLI. I think, um, you know, I'm looking forward to gathering um, together eventually, you know, a, as big as we can get. And I don't know if that's embedding into an existing um, conference that's already out there. For example, we're media partners for the American Pharmacist Association 2023 in, in Phoenix. So do we say, hey, RPH Ally members, let's all gather at the APHA or the NCPA or the ASCP. But by the way, what's fun about RPH Ally is you could have representation 
in any of those because you have verticals for each of them. So, I mean, you could have a little, a little cocktail party yeah. <laughs> every time we get together. So, so if you are going to APHA, Kevin, Kevin Walker and Bled Tenoe are going to be there representing. So they're, they're going to be there in the flesh. So make sure you look for them, reach out to them if you are there. Um, I do love your idea, though, Todd. That's something we'll have to vet out a, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so Bled um, and, and, and Kevin are going. And uh, Candace uh, Olusha. Oh, yeah, Candace. Yes. She's going to be part of our press team. So we're yep. going to get some quotes from, from them while we're there for sure. What's next, and and what else can you tell a brother, a brother and sister pharmacist out there who, um, who is either not vested in their network or maybe hasn't even really started a strong network yet? It's really easy, Todd. Just join at rphally.com. I think the first place you'd want to check out is the peer support channel in there, um, led by Dr. Eric Speck. Um, you know, and that, that's really like, we want to provide that network to where it's like, you can bring your problems to trusted colleagues, you know, to, to talk to, whether it's work related, whether it's substance use disorder related or legal matters that you need to get like a, a, an opinion, a peer opinion on what to do next type of thing. Um, good, great place to start. Um, Tammy Davis has a burnout channel there that she's really focusing on how to handle burnout within within yourself, within your current environment, right? A lot of people would just want to tuck tail and run and find a different job. Um, but that's not always the case, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, sometimes you are stuck, whether it's financially or you're the breadwinner of the family. And it's like, you just have to, just have to push up, push through. Right. So I'd say start there and start, start creating those relationships because that's the one thing we found. And I just, from my personal experience, it's like, you don't, you know, especially nowadays, if you're in retail, there's not a whole lot of overlap. You don't get to talk to a pharmacist much unless you're transferring prescriptions back and forth down the street, right? So um, we, we don't mingle very much. And that's a great place. Even you can use, in RPHL, you can use the, the, the map function to find pharmacists in your area that are connected. So here's a show that I'm going to, we're supporting um, the Healers in Healthcare show by um, Dr. Christina um, Fontana, who's been a a friend of mine and advisor for for years now and we kind of bounce uh, ideas and energies off each other and it's the reason that i'm involved because i really i really trust her i trust her to do the right thing for empowerment of pharmacists and healthcare providers but um if you haven't heard of healers and healthcare um this is a um a purposeful driven gathering of pharmacist leaders uh, healthcare professionals um, we're going to um, jump into the uh, element of not only supporting each other, but the element of celebration. Um, I can't wait to be part of the party that we're going to be putting on there. Um, if you if you want to learn more, I'm going to actually have more information through our social media, as well as um, interviewing uh, Christina a couple more times about specifically the event and and when... Um, when you can get involved if if you want to do follow-up. There's so many things, there's relationships that we want to generate between each other. And I see it starting online because it's happening on Instagram. You're finding people, a TikTok, you're finding people. You find people at RPH Ally, people like Christina. And then after this conference that you get together, now you go off and you actually execute on plans and work on things together that was able to connect you. And that's, that's literally how you can get your business started. Um, May 5th through 7th in Cincinnati um, is this event healers and healthcare. So like I said, we'll have more information and I'm excited about it. And thank you for bringing that last one up, Todd. That was the last one I needed to hit up on my notes. Cause I, cause Kevin and Marina and I believe Lauren are going to that one as well. So that's, that's awesome. I'm excited about that one. And I loved, I loved how you said it there, too, because that was with one of our team meetings here, probably maybe January. Um, that was one of the takeaways. It was like, everyone's sick of Zoom. Let's do live events, right? Let's get in and hug people and meet people and you know, rub elbows. So that's, that's really great that we're having these again. Yep. Maybe we'll franchise uh, Healers in Healthcare and we'll have the Hawaii version the San Juan version, the Mexico version, Alaska, 
London, Japan. Like that's I want it to be like the world tour. And throw in throw in San Diego so I don't have to travel so far. A lot of, everyone likes going to San Diego. So there's never an events in Pittsburgh. Like I want more events. I wonder why. I want more. I know. It's because it's only it's only sunshiny two and a half months out of twelve. So you might have good but by the way, that's still a gamble. Like you might think, hey, it's July seventh, you know, it's gonna be something. No, it's raining. And then and then when I'm stuck in the studio, it's gorgeous outside. Oh, not today, though. Today's it's overcast. And so I'm looking forward to some Phoenix. Uh, weather at the end of the month for uh, APHA 2023. Are you going to that, Sean? Or are you saying I'm not? That is uh, my son's birthday weekend, so I, I got to tap out that weekend. Understood. I under completely understand. Family um, is everything. I want to make a better world for my family, my daughters. I want to see, and I want. I I have four daughters. There's got to be one of them that's going to join the pharmacy ranks. Like I gotta. I'm still still picking on Lola, my youngest one, who seems the most formidable where I can manipulate to become a pharmacist. How old is she? <laughs> She's 11. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's, that's, I can't believe how many pharmacists I talk to who are second, third, fourth, sometimes fifth generation pharmacists. And I'm like, just probably something that's, um, kind of drilled into you but i'm i'm not even a pharmacist i feel like i could recruit uh future ones well every every time you say that todd someone learns it learns that you're not a pharmacist because i mean it was it was probably about six seven months before i heard you say that i was like wait a second what he's not a pharmacist <laughs> anyways so well that's it that's a compliment because yeah. that's, who I'm, that's who i'm out there boosting is pharmacists that are literally doing the right thing and i can you know, they're, the older you get, the wiser you get. And then the, the smell checks on people's sincerity become so much quicker. And I feel like that's something that we're bringing to our network, both of our networks, is that high level of professionalism and character and, and you know, in driving healthcare and driving medicine in a new direction than what it's traditionally been for, been for my parents and my grandparents and how they always felt disconnected and things were very mysterious and how they they didn't have access to their electro, their their health records they never really knew what was going on because nobody took the time to describe what was happening um medicine and healthcare is changing and the the advent of information resource and accessibility is powerful but that's also dangerous because you have people doctor googling um, you know, how to get rid of a rash that becomes infected and then they, you know, sepsis or they die or something like that. And so that's why I think that our medication experts have a really unique opportunity in kind of the dawn of the new age of, of pharmacy care. And we're at the beginning of it where the this fusion of tech and politics and pharmacy ownership and, you know, Leadership is so core. Um, that's why I was excited to meet up with Teresa Toll at the APHA, our uh, outgoing president, um, president for 2023 for American Pharmacists Association, a pharmacy owner that understands what her, her community went through during some of the darkest hours. And that's been hurricanes that she's recovered from. And that's been COVID-19 and the impact that COVID and the pandemic had on her community. So what a strong leader in moving forward. And I want to encourage pharmacy owners that are out there that, that you're getting frustrated, um, go back to your network. Your network can pick you up and can really charge you up. Uh, Sean, I'm going tonight to um, the Pittsburgh Pharmacist Network event by um, by the by sponsored by the pharmacy um, Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, and that's a network of of Pittsburgh-based pharmacy professionals. Like, if I go to a happy hour, that's that's where I want to be. That's awesome, Todd. Um, we'll have to uh, going back to what you said earlier. I think yeah, that in that needs to be more of like a, a common theme of getting together locally and building that network, right? That has to be an action plan, like kind of in your in your own personal roadmap. 
Um, getting back to the technology piece, and that's exciting too because you know you are right. I mean, AI is going to be important to use, to utilize, to make you know decrease your administrative burdens and make you more efficient in what you do. So, on that note, we one thing too that we're going to you're going to see see a lot of promotions from our PHLI is is taking care of the patient with the um, like the patient EHR with Tamboos. Remember when we had Jessica on? So, you know, we're working really hard with that team to improve that, to really connect that patient pharmacist relationship, which is going to be so vital, and then allow that pharmacist to really expand into the network, into the lab testing, everything like that. So lots of stuff that we can do with technology. Again, it goes back to your network and knowing what's best out there. So knowing what's already been vetted and what maybe, you know, maybe shouldn't be used, that type of thing. So anyways, sorry, I digress. Hey, You're hitting uh, the limit, Todd. Yeah, I'm pushing you. I'm expecting you to to tell more stories. So, <laughs> like, I don't want to tell any more stories. Oh, did you see last week's twerks by any chance? I, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I you, haven't. If, if, and if you're listening, you can listen to the podcast version. But Sean Naren and Chris Antipas were here in the studio. And I will admit, we had some drinks before, you know, we got going. And I, t I can't tell you how much fun, like, it was, like, we should start doing virtual um, happy hour every once in a while on RPHLA. Let's do an RPHLA, like, let's do it once a month where I'll, I'll even help sponsor it, where we do a virtual happy hour and we all get on, like, we could even use StreamYard or whatever. But I think that'd be fun to... To, to do that with us what do you think i'll run past my pr <laughs> <laughs> you're like he's gonna get us in trouble gonna be gonna... If, if if we can focus if we can focus at happy hour on either advocacy or diversity equity inclusion and belonging then i'm game do you know what i want is i want that you ever see that uh youtube station that says drunk history no all right You've got to look that up. So there's two or three people that will sit down and these people are like professors at colleges or actors or people that are interconnected to sometimes education. And they sit there and they drink their favorite alcohol until, of course, they become inebriated. And then they interview them based on history that that they're either versed in or they're reading from. And it is the funniest thing. But if we did the inebriated pharmacist hour where we get pharmacists complaining about, you know, interactions and what they put up with, and we can just get them sloshy talking about it to see what comes out of their mouth. So <laughs> if you do that, you will have to have it on a private channel housing RPH ally, right? So, cause these pharmacists are going to be worried about their farm, about their license and their livelihood, right? They don't want any board members looking at that board inspector seeing like this guy, I saw him talking about this on, you know, so <laughs> a little more caution is advised, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> we actually had a show that we canceled because it was racy called RX rated. And it was, it was a fun podcast, but we got in trouble. So, but, so this, this actually sounds like Shannon from Putt has, they have something like this, don't they? Yeah, they actually have um, PBM, PBM on the rocks. That's it. I want to join. Like, they got to <laughs> invite me. Hey, you Shannon Putt people, put me on the damn show. <laughs> I like bourbon. We are... Um, almost out of time but i do want to give a shout out to a new sponsor of ours that we're very proud of uh framework ltc i don't know if you've ever heard of them sean they're um the developers the uh, founders of framework ltc pharmacy management system okay a little um information from a historical perspective this is the first long-term care pharmacy software system that was built on sql now, Sean, why would it be so novel and so incredible to build a pharmacy system on SQL versus on a closed uh, database? What would you say the, the answer to that is? Being able yeah. to connect the providers and to the caregivers. Right. There was no accessibility back in the day. So they were the first uh, long-term care pharmacy system that 
base their software on a database that they could start sharing and importing and exporting data from multiple sources. And today that's not even like a, like if you didn't do that today, you wouldn't even be in business, but that makes me sound old, but 2004, that was like a big deal. I know a little, a little side, a little side history for you. See, I'm drinking. You don't even know what's in this cup. Maybe, maybe that RX history or drunk RX history is already, (laughs) I mean, maybe it's already. I love Kevin's comment there. You've gone wrong. Pull the plug. I'm just teasing. All right. No, Um, I do want to give a shout out to um, some of our, our coexisting leaders and in the networks yes. that they put on because i i really appreciate them taking the time out of their profession and their family and how busy they are i know what it takes for me to participate on my networks and on my social media so um who do you want to who do you want to mention just to give a shout out to that's on co networks yes uh i think jamie wilkie's one yeah, so Jamie Jamie Wilkie, she's been housing her PGX uh, her PGX channel within RPHL as, as a as a resource just for her academy, right? So um, she was one of the first first really she was an early adopter to use the functionality within the kind of the channel features. Um, so that's and now with her um, with the combined uh, course with Jenna, like she's going to be taking a little bit bigger role within RPHL. So that's exciting. Um, you know, some, some new ones that we have with, with, uh, Andrea Leschak, I love her patient advocacy channel. You yeah. know, that was something that really like can really teach pharmacists how to kind of really do something different and use that knowledge and without even the, the license factor. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. And Donna with her deep prescribing channel, um, still amazing. You know, that one, that one, you really need to, um, I mean, who, which pharmacist doesn't lo- like doesn't love deep prescribing? As, I mean, as a pharmacist, you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, th- this med list is too long. What can we take off? What's causing side effects? All of that." So that one's a really great channel to be really start learning how to do that in either your practice, how to get into the health systems, things like that, to really make that valuable for the pharmacist. Like we need to own that role there. Um, help me out, Todd. Derek Delaney. I want to give a shout out to him. Oh yes, Derek. He's not a pharmacist, and he really has a knack for financial advisement. So he's taken that passion. He came to PPN um, almost, a, I think, over a year ago. And and I think I approached him because he already had a podcast. And I'm like, dude, like, let's get your message out to more pharmacists listening to us. And now he's tied into RPH Ally, which makes absolute sense. So that's really cool. 100%. No, I love Derek. He's uh, so wise. It's like, you know, like, last on on Monday, we were talking about, um, should you pay off your mortgage earlier? Right. And I was thinking it was going to be an automatic. Yes. You know, is it smart? Yes, it is. But there are the other options. I was like kind of blown away. I was like, okay, I've never been able to stump that guy. I love him. Um, Kristen talent, you know, with the point of care testing laboratory services, we have Thea Blystone with, with the remote care services, RPM CCM models. Yeah. Kristen, Kristen's the host of POC talk. So we, yeah, yeah, that new show, point of care testing, and how how that's going to become part of a community pharmacy's um, new service, and being able to offer that, as well as offering um, blood testing um, through a company coming to uh, the markets called Babson Diagnostics, which they've been on our podcast network like three or four different times at at different conferences. But think about that. Think about community pharmacists now becoming. Um, centers for all things point of care testing number one number two centers for data analysis and interpretation to those patients based on those conditions and then number three um being able to interconnect to um experts that that maybe they say hey uh this skin disease or this hiv uh situation you now you can go to this specialist and have the ability to really create that within Community pharmacy and consult cons, consultative pharmacy. No, I love that, and that's and that's one thing too. Where, um, you know, with, with Kristen's help, it's like getting like teaching those independents and really making an, an easy roadmap for them to do that. Because I know like a lot of independents don't have time to learn these new skills. To be, you literally got to make it like 
plug in and go type of thing, but we're not far away. You know, hopefully within a few years, it's like that is really easy to do for these independent pharmacies to just plug in those clinical services with the lab testing availability. Yep. Well, um, in, in kind of closing, is there anything you kind of want to say to the pharmacists listening about the importance and growth of their networks and then any tie back to um, RPH Ally or anything that's coming up? Oh boy, this is where Kevin would excel on this one, Todd. You know that. <laughs> um, I mean, really, you said it all really, really well before. You know, it's nurturing that network, growing that network, falling back on your network when you need to. Um, if you don't have it, you even also said how oh, it's like important. A lot of, a lot of like all of my new best friends started online. You know, I've yeah. only met a handful. I've, I've, I've met you. What was it once last year at APHA? We got to hang out. But it's like now, if you if you nurture these online a little bit, take calls on, take Zoom calls, but then go in and, and start interacting in live events and making it real. So I mean, that's just kind of like what I've done, and it's worked really well, you know. And now we have RPH Ally that you can just do that really easily because all these all these pharmacists already vetted with their license number for upon sign up. So safe yep. space. Thank you, Sean. Uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in today to this week in pharmacy. We are excited about where this is going and we will talk with you next week. See you later, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Todd.